Hello, everybody, and welcome back to A Fire Inside Out, our AFI podcast. My name is Ben Hansen, and I'm joined, as always, by my trusty colleague, Jeff me, Cor- Jeff Cork. <laughs> I didn't know Cork. if you're, I, I couldn't remember how we even do this. You just leave me hanging, or yes. I don't know, man. We're here, Cork. The, the podcast true. has been revived out of the ashes. Exactly. They gave us that tiny little two song morsel and we just had to sustain ourselves with that. Like when Donald Duck cut that bean into slices so thin you could read newsprint through it. Remember that? That was my Twisted Tongues experience. I know exactly exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, last time we had an episode, we didn't know what the 11th album was going to be called. Mm -hmm. Like we were still confused about if these were actually tracks from the album or they're just a little amuse-bouche. Is that what smart people say, Quark? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, turns out they were two songs from the album, and the 11th album from AFI is called, drumroll please, Bodies. Bodies. It's Bodies. <laughs> bodies! <laughs> Not to be confused with Burials or Blood Album, but those boys like some bees these days. Am I right, Cork? Yep. Exactly. I can't stop inhabiting one. <laughs> uh, okay. This is a podcast where we have reviewed each and every AFI song. Uh, a very thorough process. And so we're going to go mm-hmm. track by track, talk about Bodies, which officially released. Let's go back in time to June 11th, mm. 2021. Uh, Cork, mm-hmm. put us in your life on June 11th, 2021. June 11th, 2021. There I was just dinking around like an idiot. And I get this text message from Hanson. Something to the effect of, have you listened to the new AFI yet, you idiot? Yeah, yeah. I said, what? And then I started listening to it. God, you should be a writer. I didn't really paint much of a picture there, did I? You did a terrible job. I mean, the big picture (laughs) stuff is like you you left your previous job. You're working from home. You got a whole new Mm -hmm. life. I mean, since the last AFI album came out, which was January 2017, that was like a pre-Breath of the Wild world out there. Um, Oh, my Lord. I mean, since then, I... didn't even know we could complain about breakable weapons. (laughs) But yeah, I left my job, started MinMax. This Mm -hmm. podcast is technically on the MinMax network. If you're listening to this, thank Mm. you. If you want a lot more Jeff Cork and myself, uh, you can check out MinMax's YouTube channel or uh, Patreon. But Jeff Cork and I have a monthly show called Better Quest, where we set personal goals for ourselves and sometimes each other. Uh, along with the MinMax community. So you can check that out on MinMax's YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Cork. So it's a it's a wild new era for us. With two N's, to be clear. Thank you. Thank you. That's very correct. You're welcome. Um, so new era for us. Mm-hmm. The question, Cork. Yes, sir. I think my big question about bodies. Mm-hmm. Is it a new era for AFI? It's interesting. It is interesting. Because it just seems like it was where it was inevitably going. Which is what? Um, It was becoming black audio. Oh, weird. That's your high-level take on bodies? No, I just wanted to say something provocative. It does seem like those, <laughs> those roads are getting closer and closer, though. I mean, I think the closest those roads have ever gotten is December Underground. I guess there's shades every once in a while but do you just mean using electronic stuff or or what are you going for particular here 
Look, I didn't really think that through. I just wanted to <laughs> say something that sounded good. And apparently, this is a place where you get called on your stupid stuff. <laughs> well, we're supposed to be talking about the band. Okay, what did, okay, zooming out then, man. What do you think about yeah. bodies overall? What do I think about it? it like, I, I was being serious, though. I do think it did seem like it was inevitably where the band was going. It just seems like an extension of kind of where the last few albums are heading. And I really liked it. You really liked it. Yes. Can you put it in comparison to anything else? Um, it it has like I mean it's different obviously, but yeah. it kind of inspires like as a listener the same kind of like hell yeah feelings I had like the first time I heard Crash Love. Really? I mean that's a that's a high mark for you. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely moments that reminded me of Ca- Crash Love that we'll get into as we're going mm-hmm. track by track here. Um, yeah. Overall, I really like it. I think I'd put it in that same tier if you want to if you want to boil down everybody's hard work into here's how it ranks but i think mm-hmm. it's somewhere in the burials blood album world for me um where i really enjoyed it i think it's a really tough one for me to wrap my mind around and that's kind of been the case for the last i mean in particular blood albums also kind of a tough album to wrap your mind around but at least with that one mm-hmm. we could kind of build up the narrative of like okay it's kind of them jumping through their own eras but then this kind of cements even further, this new AFI era where, tell me if this is a, a strained metaphor, Cork, but mm-hmm. it feels like AFI is a band on a journey. I think that's what has made this podcast interesting because they're always evolving, changing their sounds, going new places. And I feel like maybe the last four albums or so, it feels like the journey has kind of stopped. We've been like following a shoot and then the mm-hmm. shoot kind of ended and it just went into a big open field. And now the AFI albums are just kind of AFI. This sounds terrible and it's not in a negative way, but kind of milling about exploring and then slapping together 12 or so tracks from their explorations. And that sounds more negative than I mean it, but it's just an interesting era where it's like, I don't know what the story of AFI is from this album that I didn't know before, other than they're great musicians and they mm-hmm. know how to put an album together here, but it is such different sounds put together that it's a tough one to really wrap your mind around, sink your teeth into, shove into your ears, whatever sort of penetration you're into. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I I guess it's one that I've been listening to it a ton over the past week. Like basically um, just on repeat when I'm playing Binding of Isaac Hmm. uh, obsessively. And it's really grown on me, but it was yeah. also something that, like I remember liking it a lot the first time I heard it, which is something that doesn't typically happen with an AFI album. Usually I'll like listen to it a few times and there'll be a couple of standout tracks. It'll be like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. And there's some, you know, like it's like with any album, you kind of go, oh, I'm not so sure about this. And then you get accustomed to it or whatever. But this is one that I just a lot of stuff just clicked with me the first time and it has just continued to kind of burrow into me if we're going with this whole weird and uh, we are yeah orchard metaphor yeah we're gonna stick with it in a big bad way yeah i think i was in the same Mm. camp where there's certain songs which we can definitely get to where they really pop like oh this is so different i'm either very Mm -hmm. on board or very not on board and then there's a handful of songs that kind of sound like what you would call standard afi from this era um, mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, with more listens then it's like, okay, the standard stuff is even getting a little bit murky. Every song is pretty different in its own way. Um, 
Yeah, so the, I another big thing I had listening to this album is they push themselves in, well, how do I phrase this? Every oh. time, no, every time they got weird on this album, if, if you want to, and I think I'm just gravitating towards that because, you know, Jade in her interview called the album weird, so that's very mm-hmm. locked into my brain. But every time they do get weird, I am rooting for them in a big way, and I just want them to keep going in that direction. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to scream a listening to this, like, get weirder, go further, like, pick a direction yeah. and go, baby, because every time they try to experiment or get a little bit outside the box, I think it's really exciting in this album. Yeah, it is interesting, though, because I think I will bring up Black Audio in a serious way now. I please, promise. please. But I think that it does feel like they're right teetering toward, like, exploring much of that same territory. You can tell what their inspirations are, or at least I I hear a lot of these songs and I hear things that I think most people will be like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of, like, Violator era Depeche Mode or, like, Downward Spiral. Like, some of the instrumentation sounds like that hmm. vaguely. Um and in ways that I think are more prominent in black audio, you know what I mean? Like it seems okay. like the it's like Bauhaus and just kind of like that era of like electronica. It seems like th- that stuff is worn like on its sleeve with black audio. Right. And it kind of has like it flirts in that that direction in some of these songs. But it just seems like they are getting close to those things crossing, but they're still distant enough, you know? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we, we can break it down here song by song. Um, we already covered Twisted Tongues on the last episode, but let's just remind everybody about what mm-hmm. these truly Twisted Tongues sound like from the yes. top of the album. This is what we got. how long Davey holds that note in the background. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is Twisted Tongue sat with you, Quark? I'm really glad that it was the opening track for this album. I think I thought hmm. that it was a really strong song when it was just part of that Twisted Tongues. Did they call it an EP? No, I think they, they just call- released the track super early. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was, I, I liked it a lot then, and I think I like it more even after like after having some distance between the first time I heard it and now. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a really great track. I think, there's, I think it's a really good way to start the album. Yeah, I think it has such a great sense of momentum, and a lot of that's coming from the super fast interpretation. I mean, mm-hmm. Guy Normal on the drums, as we mentioned before, is uh, bleeding hands like Whiplash by the end of Twisted Tongues. Uh, but yeah, I think that sense of moment- momentum really carries it forward in, in a big way. And I think... Compared to some other songs on this album, maybe it's because we already were used to Twisted Tongues, but like compared to other songs, it's not as, it doesn't grab you as much. And so for uh, the first couple of listens to the album, I'm like, yeah, Twisted Tongues, I got it, I got it. But the more I sit with it, is, is this song cooler than I think? Do I appreciate this mm-hmm. song more than I'm just kind of 
paying attention to it here. Let's listen to where it kind of gets stripped down here later on. We go twisted tongues from afi to kick off bodies the 11th album now we're getting to the new stuff because yeah we should mention they released a lot of these songs ahead of time but cork and i were very pure very pure good boys and we did not listen mm-hmm. to anything beyond twisted tongues and uh escape from la uh, we stopped at those previews so we were able to enjoy this album largely as kind of like one fresh whole new thing here which i'm very thankful we did i'm, I'm glad i wasn't you know on the old trickle train as they call it Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, next track is Far Too Near. Let's Be sure to enunciate that. Here we go. This is the chorus for Far Too Near. Jeff Cork, far too near. How's it sitting with you? Yeah, it it was a nice like segue to hearing something new from something that I'd heard before. It felt like, oh yeah, this is like part of a cohesive work. And a, it it didn't seem like it's like a Ween album or something where it's like, <laughs> all right, this one's gonna take a left turn. Yeah, it definitely is the most in tone, maybe with Twisted Tongues. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this part here later on. I think, controversial mm-hmm. way to start, I think it's my least favorite song on the album. Oh, really? I think it's maybe the most repetitive, is Give My Heart to You. I, I, it, it's all right, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely when I heard it the first time uh, listening to this full album, I was like, okay, curious to see where it goes from here, because it didn't, it didn't have a huge impact on me. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, too, because this is, I think one of the things with, that I've noticed with AFI in general is that whether it's the mix or the delivery or something, it's typically I've had a difficult time making out what was being sung. Yeah. And it seems like things are coming through fairly loud and clear. And I, yeah, it's, so it's like strange because you I, say, I think at this point I've gotten myself to the point where when I listen to AFI, I'm mostly not even bothering to listen to the lyrics so much anymore. Right. Right. I mean, it's interesting you say you have a difficult time making out the lyrics because a lot of the lyrics are about the difficulty of making out. It's very smart. Thanks. Okay, Jeff Cork. This next track, the third track, is 
Dulceria. Is that yes. the best way to pronounce it? Um, let's just let's just start it from the top. Yes. This is an AFI song. Jeff Cork, Dulceria, give me your take. (laughs) Boy, really star of the show this time around. But what'd you think about this song, man? Yeah, this is another like, this is a good song. That bass line, it makes me wish that it was in rock band because I'm like, I want to play this on expert. I bet it would be so much fun. Oh my God, absolutely. Uh, I, yeah, I'm coming from far too near. The second I heard this, just that Mm -hmm. opening in love in my top three favorite songs on the album without a doubt probably my second favorite song on the album what it's like a afa song where it's like super sexy but in a way that you know doesn't involve like blood or like feathers or something weird you know like it's just (laughs) like we're getting down like in a normal cool getting down way yeah we're just having sex on the floor like a couple (laughs) of good adults you know (laughs) exactly uh, okay, let's get to this uh, chorus. Um, mm-hmm. Here we go. Another thing I love about this song, Cork. Yeah. Almost five minutes long, and I could mm-hmm. not have enough of it. It's like, it's so bold to have this experimental of a song for AFI so early on the album. They're like, and then we're just going to let you sit in it for five minutes just to try and wrap your mind around what we're doing here. That is bonkers because I've just been listening to it in the back. I have not been in my car where it has like, you could look and see how long the track is. Like, yeah. And I just don't look at my phone when I'm listening to stuff it's like i have no idea that that was five minutes long yeah it doesn't feel like a five minute long song it's so good it's so cool and davy's voice like it's amazing that in the year 2021 of our lord we can still be amazed by a new tone of davy's voice but his voice is so high you know it Mm -hmm. has that uh, key shift as well happening that we just played but I'm trying to figure, is it modulated in any way? I really want to hear a live performance of this song because mm-hmm. I think they'd really knock it out of the park. Yeah, absolutely. Did you watch the video? <laughs> Boy, did I. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's some sort of Terminator uh, sequel where they're all wearing the Terminator sunglasses while playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're all, uh, they all look very cool. Literally, the entire band's wearing sunglasses except for Davey who's uh, throwing flowers around and stuff. But yeah, what'd you think about the video? I think Jade is wearing like an alternate Leon Kennedy costume, which is very cool. Um, and Guy Normal looks like Bob Dylan. You can't see him very well. Yeah. Like, and I was like, wait a second. Does he have like, like COVID hair? Is that what's going on? Oh, that must so. be. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. do, you, do you know the weird thing about this song, Cork? The fact that it's candy store in Spanish? 
<laughs> no, I did not know that. I should have pieced that together. And I looked it up. I was like, what is this word? And it was like, well, there's like a place, like a couple of businesses, at, like one in St. Paul, one in Minneapolis, stores named after this. That's interesting. And then I looked like, what's this translate to? It's like candy store. I wonder if they had All to, right. do you think they had to pay 50 cent for the rights to having a song about a candy store? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, there is a line in the song that says, you're so cool that our tongues got stuck. It's so good. Maybe and dumb. <laughs> maybe that's like a reference to a lollipop or something. I'm not quite sure. Um, no, but, I think he saw a Christmas story. Oh, uh, I see. Cork, uh, did you know that this song was co-written by Billy Corgan? Really? Yeah. So good. It's bizarre. And so it's the first time that an AFI song has been, you know, uh, co-written by somebody else. It's been a major collaboration here. And I saw an interview with uh, Sir David Havoc. Uh, he called it, quote, truly one of my favorite AFI songs ever. Which... So glad that we agree. <laughs> I you know. know. It's not just like, oh boy, here's some terrible warmed over dud. <laughs> totally. Know? Yes. Yeah. And he said that he was especially proud of the lyrics that, uh, and so this is just like opening up a whole new era for AFI, for AFI in my mind of like, oh, if they had such a good time collaborating on this song and it produced a mm -hmm. song so cool for AFI and the entire discography, like imagine if they start doing more of this in the future, more of these tight collaborations just to mm -hmm. go in some weird new directions. Because, oh, can you imagine what a breath of fresh air this is for like the rest of the band in particular? I'm sure Adam and Hunter are drooling at the idea of playing this song live. Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so fun. Um. Let's see. Oh, there's a part then where it kind of steps it up uh, later on. We should uh, jump to. Goes a little something like this. It's a More of this, please. Yep, absolutely. So good. I'm absolutely. glad that we agree on that one. Oh, big time. Uh, okay, next song is called On Your Back, Sir. Let's listen to this one from the top. All right, the big love song, Cork. What do you think of On Your Back? This is when I was like, they're on a really good streak on this album so far. Really? Like, I like all of these tracks, yeah. I, I was a little, I like the second half of the album a lot more than the first half. And so I was, a, I was a little bit dipping again with On Your Back, where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. this sounds like an AFI that I've come mm -hmm. to know and love. And I was kind of excited for them to get really strange on this album keep pushing in new directions but it's a nice nice you know big romance song here um did you watch the music video for this one yes would you it think? was so much fun to see like it was like a performance video but it's like in the studio 
So you get to see like Davy singing for real, not like lip syncing. Right. right? And well, it's really interesting to hear him, like see him emoting and stuff to hit these notes. I mean, we you see him live, you get to see that as well, but. Yeah, it's it's some good AFI band porn, if you're into this sort of thing, where you get to see mm-hmm. a lot of shots of them also, like, listening to the track after they've recorded or just kind of, like, sitting around in the recording studio. It's a really different look for them, but maybe this is just the result of COVID. Like, what can we do for music video? All right, let's just go to the actual recording room and mm-hmm. have a take at the song. And I love just how raw it is. And this is, yeah, you know, the, don't take this the wrong way, Cork. Uh, they're all extremely attractive at the same time it's like Uh-oh. it's kind of cool to see that like they're kind of getting older and they still look mm-hmm. good right it's just like a good raw look at this band right now yeah absolutely uh i think it's interesting like the fact that they did this video they had the like dulceria is like a more produced video and then there's that weird middle ground of just like official visualizers they've been doing a lot i don't of know it. how i'm in i don't know if i like that or not like some of them seem like there's more effort put into them. I mean, I'm sh- I could never do this, so it's not like I'm saying, uh, yeah, let me take the wheel on it. But yeah, I like I mean, it's it's a nice way just to get your stuff on YouTube and have it be a little visual and just to have some art associated with it. I think some mm-hmm. of the art actually elevates the songs in an interesting way. Um, yeah. Here's a, a nice little piano bit uh, that stood out to me in, on your back. I think that stuff's so interesting. Like throughout the entire album, there's just like little dashes of a different instrument that they're just playing mm-hmm. around with. And then we're going to move on. We're not going to hinge yeah. the entire song on this thing or nothing. Uh, here's this part two that stands out. That part, it reminds me of something. I can't think of what it is. Just that was oh, not. Oh, God. Uh, it totally does. Yeah. Okay. I don't I'm know glad, what it is I'm glad you're in the same camp. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even though listening to it the first time, first couple of times, I was like, ah, I don't know. It, it's a little, maybe too conventional for AFI. Still good. Still still very mm-hmm. solid. But I was just thinking, definitely ready for, for something big, um, which they got to with the next song, which we already covered in the last episode, but we got to take it from the top. This is Escape from Los Angeles. We've lived with it for months, Cork. What do you think about it to get from Los Angeles in the context of the album? I think it is in a perfect spot. I yep, I love this song so much. I listen to it a lot. <laughs> it's so good. I pity the poor souls out there that have never been driving while listening to this song. It is an mm-hmm. excellent driving song. And it's probably as simple as like, yeah, the visualizer has a lot of like LA traffic, but I was mm-hmm. driving around in some Minnesota 90 degree heat the other day, just blasting this song. It's like, I don't think there's getting better than that. It's just as good as it gets for AFI. Yeah, absolutely. Like the little galloping drum fills that happen periodically. It's just, 
Just such a fun song. Yeah, I, I would love to have them unpack what was going on here and just the process of this song because uh, it's so mm -hmm. different. Um, yeah, I just love when it starts to slow down. You think it's going to end, then, oh, no, no, we're gearing back up. Uh, here, I'll, yeah. I'll play a little bit of that. I think it's my favorite song on the entire album. Yep. Which oh, I feel like I was worried about with the last episode of like, if this is as good as the album gets, I don't know. Uh, mm. But there's still other songs that are as bold. Delceria is as bold as uh, mm -hmm. Escape from Los Angeles. So I'm still happy for the for the weirdos in this big old list. It's uh, going to be a weird show when they perform this, like a bunch of songs live. Like, I don't know where they sequence that in a larger set list mixing with older stuff it's going to be very strange yeah that's just the spot they're in and the nice thing is you know afi fans have been conditioned to just give us anything we mm -hmm. will we're on board for any era at this point so try yep. and shock us because we're used to getting whiplash here yeah um okay next song is begging for trouble this one it's just like a just a little just a little track but it, it's really growing on me yeah yeah absolutely it was one like that was probably the closest i think the one was just like this one doesn't click quite as much as the other ones ah, but i've okay. totally gotten on board with it yeah yeah i love um you know to compare it to the piano from earlier uh this part here with strings Unnecessary, but cool. Mm -hmm. I, I'm glad that Jade is still, you know, experimenting a little bit as producer, if that was his call, just yeah. to kind of add these little flavors of other instruments. But it, it's fun to see they him mess around with that stuff. just the right amount of too long in the studio. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, can you imagine if they were all, you know, in a bubble, but then if they were recording this over COVID and they just had an entire year oh and a half God. to keep tinkering until... Uh, yeah. every track just had 6,000 instruments in it and it was the most complicated thing Jade could possibly hold within his little head it's just all davy's yelps <laughs> i remember it was such a bummer uh well i remember on the last episode you were talking cork about like oh can you imagine how prolific they're being 
during COVID. Oh, this yeah. is going to be wild. There's going to be 400 Black Audio albums by the time this thing's over. And maybe there still will, um, but I don't think they're secretly pulling a Taylor Swift or nothing. Because uh, I saw an interview that um, Jade, or sorry, Davey was talking about how he's like, I just didn't really feel that creative during the quarantine. Um, here is his mm. quote. He said, I was completely uninspired to create during the pandemic for the majority of it. He said, recently that has changed as I've become more and more comfortable inside. Um, but I was really bummed out to hear that. I was hoping that this was the time for them to kind of reset and, and swing big. Yeah. You think he's just like playing Apex Legends? What do you think he's doing? I think that's probably it. Yeah. I think they're probably, I don't know, just like enjoying their lives or something. What? I don't know why they aren't giving us stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next track is Back from the Flesh. Cork, back from the flesh. What do you think? This is one that I was like, I liked it a lot from the beginning. It's so weird. It's one of the strongest openings lyrically to mm -hmm. an AFI song that I've heard in a long time. Like that, oh Christ, get behind me. Is like, what? This is freaking yeah. cool, man. It sets yeah. a tone. It's really anthemic too. Like the chorus, he... Does like part of his lower register that I think is like one of his most powerful voices that he has. He doesn't use a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. It's better than his Robin William voices that he's whipped out a couple times. I think those are a little. Yeah, some of that has not aged. It well. It hasn't aged well. No, the jive stuff. Yeah, not cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I'm rooting for this album on the first listen to get weird, shake things up, like begging for mm -hmm. trouble was one that's like okay little conventional AFI and then this was like yes okay we're mm -hmm. changing the pace we're getting strange uh and then this part here is where I went from Leica to mm -hmm. Lava You better believe he's going to be holding the mic out for us to sing that part. Do you think so? I hope so. I hope I get to voice the ladies part of just that. Ah, just the little sounds as well. I can do it. I yep. swear I can do it. And there's yep. like birds chirping in that song. It's really, it's really bizarre. Um, love it. Okay. Love it so much. Love it so much. Uh, next track is Looking Tragic. Uh, let's start from the top here.
Looking tragic, Cork. What do you think? What a total mess. Good <laughs> chorus. Wait, is, are you commenting on this song? No, he says that. I'm just quoting him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. He does like a a close to the opposite of one of his typical yelps at like 154. Oh my God, Cork. I'm so glad. He builds it up with an atypical yelp and then starts to get a fraction of the O. Like we, I lost count of the O count officially for the podcast. Yeah. This would count, I think, as 0.5, but you're totally right here. We're back, baby. AFI's in town. <laughs> love it. And I love that part so much about what a total mess. I'll take her. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, what a total mess. I'll take him. And he runs through all pronouns. It's so, it's so good. Um, yeah. it, it feels like the Daviest, Daviest song on the album, but I just mm-hmm. love it. And I think it adds so much having, um, the guitar work. It sounds like just eighties guitar, like the, the tone of the guitar feels like it has a sense of humor. It has a sense of fun, which I feel like mm-hmm. really carries this. And this is the most Crash Love song on the album, yeah. to my mind. Yeah, it's kind of like there's like this bitchy tone to it yes. but in a fun way. Yes, fun bitchy is a great way to footing looking tragic. Yeah, yeah I, I really love it. Um, every time it comes on, I'm excited to hear it again. Uh, yep. All right, Death of the Party is the next track here let's listen to this one from the top oh by the way just uh, i think a good way to kind of encapsulate this album and why it's tough to wrap your mind around is that transition from the ending of back from the flesh which to the opening of looking tragic that that is one of the harshest transitions i've heard in afi's history and not in a bad way like i like both songs it's just like an indicator of yeah boy sequencing these songs are really hard uh, because yeah. uh, they they said that for this album they wrote about sixty tracks, um, and they talked brief. a little bit more in an interview about the process about how uh, majority rules and they get to vote on which tracks make the album. And Davey mm. was very happy because every track that made the album he voted for. He was happened to be in the majority for every for every single one, or happened to be voting for it every single one. So that's why he says this is like you know his favorite AFI album at this point, which. We could probably check the tape. I think they've said that about a lot, but I'm glad that they love it so yeah. much and it's just uh, discordant in a fun way at times with these songs back to back. Okay, Death of the Party from the top. Here we go. I think this is another one of those songs in the album that is strikingly different. It first time you mm-hmm. hear this album, it really leaves an impact on you. But what'd you think of it, Cork? It's some really zany instrumentation, like the percussion. There's like sounds like he's doing the thing that they always have, like the 
behind the scenes documentary of like the composer banging on radiators and stuff. You know, yeah. Like, hey, check this out. It sounds like a ratchet and clank track or something. Like <laughs> exactly. Like you're in the factory level kind of. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's weird. It's the only kind of weird swing on the album that I don't think I was right there for, but I, I mm-hmm. want to be convinced to love it. I don't know if, yeah. if anybody out there is a fan, please uh, let me know. But yeah, were you enjoying it, Cork, or is it just weird? I liked it and it's weird, but like, I think it kind of, I don't know what to make of the lyric. My sister was my daughter. I, I hear you. Uh, but the lyric, I also <laughs> was very confused about that, but the lyrics are, I stared into the water, my sister, my, oh, sorry. I stared into the water. My sister's comma, where's my daughter? Is what oh, the, I thought he said my sister was my daughter. I totally thought that too. I, was really I retracted. Confused. It's flawless now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, let's listen to it later on where it changes up a little bit here. The sounds are all over the place. The guitar is changing up so much here between just the amount of weird distortion on it. It's such a mm-hmm. weird song. Yeah. But officially, you don't an seem like you're now. on board for it, though. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not in love with Death of the Party. In fact, uh oh. In fact, I'd say below far too near. I take it back. I think this is maybe bottom of the album for me if I had to do the you're ranking. The, the Death of the Party pooper. Oh. <laughs> all no right. Perfect. Next track is No Eyes. Sorry, I wanted to hold it till his background vocals came in. Uh, Cork, no eyes. Give me your hot no take. No eyes. This is when I started um, feeling like kind of somewhat panicky for this episode because I was like, is it going to be boring just to hear like consistent like, yeah, I like that song. That song is great. <laughs> it's another good one. You know, it's like you got to have at least one comically awful song. So you're just like, ah, let's roast this one. That's what Death of the Party is like, here for, Cork. Oh, how dare you? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, no eyes I really like, and it was one mm-hmm. that has really grown on me it, out of any of these tracks, re-listing mm-hmm. and re-listening to the album. This one I enjoy more and more every time. I, I think first pass, I also kind of gave it that like, eh, standard AFI take, but it's just such mm-hmm. a good, sweet little song. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it also kind of has, I don't know, some more 80s guitar vibes in there. I think the drumming is really fantastic throughout it. And yeah, having that the background vocals there to sing No Wise, I think just reminds me of maybe a past era of AFI, but it's mm-hmm. it's really great. Just a, a yeah. rock solid little song. And real quick, I think that like, I'm not just saying this because we talked to him and he was really uh, fun to talk to, but like Hunter is MVP on this. I Ooh. would say like he's just like, I think the band just in general sounds probably as good as they've ever sounded. Like, like interesting. Yeah. It's great overall, but he just seems to be having a lot of fun and like just surprisingly complicated choices and interesting choices that I think is it's going to be like super fun to see them perform live. Yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I'd argue any member of the band that's been on this podcast is basically MVP of this album. Yeah. So yeah. there were two for two. Two for two. Oh, wait, two for four. How embarrassing. I can't. That's fine. Uh, they could they could fix it. They could fix it they if they really wanted it. to. Sir David Havoc, call us yeah. up, man. We're right yeah. here. I think Bob Dylan's very handsome, Guy Normal. <laughs> it was a compliment. <laughs> okay, next track is Tied to a Tree. All right, from the top. Tied to a tree, Cork. What'd you think? It made me wish that they would score a film. Oh. In a way, just yes. I want an instrumental version of this. Like I don't, I like the, I don't find the vocals like distracting. I, I don't love dislike them. Yeah. them. But I want to hear an instrumental version of this. I think it's such a powerful song. It's it is such a testament, I think, to AFI at this point in their career that. They aren't holding back, and at that moment when it really punches, it they dialed it up to be one of the biggest like sonic punches in AFI's discography. Like that hit is so good. It's just amazing how much emotion they can pack in because they're yeah. freaking pros at this point. Yeah, it's it's easy to project like a narrative onto things, but it really does feel like a band that is like beyond comfortable with what they're doing and they're just like we're making choices and like deal with it <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily like that but you know what i mean where it's just like here's where we're going like you're welcome to come along but like we are confident in what we're doing yeah uh this song more than anything has me praying that they're going to go on tour in 2021 and i think they're planning on it um yeah. but this is like the closing song of all afi closing songs I, oh, it's so good. I absolutely adore it. Uh, let's uh, let's jump to later on here. 
Everybody listening, I dare you to write a song this good, to construct a song this good. It is <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, so good. And also at the end, like Davey sounds a little bit like Bowie as they're closing out. I think it's just, mm -hmm. it's such a cool way to, to end the album. Uh, one of my favorite songs on here, for sure. Uh, yeah. it, it was driving me nuts for so long. I knew it reminded me of an old AFI song and I couldn't think of it. Um, let me see if mm -hmm. I can pull it up here. Uh, and it's just structurally. Um, mm -hmm. It reminded me of the song that's on the extended edition of Your Beloved Crash Love. Uh, there's a song called Fainting Spells that structurally just has like the big booms, booms and busts, mm. I guess, uh, if you remember this one here. Well, you get that idea. It's not an exact one-to-one, -one, but just the idea of the big sound, small sounds contained in one song. It reminded me of that that old ditty. I know what you mean. Thanks. Uh, that's yeah. bodies, everybody. Yeah. Like them or love them. So, yeah, Cork, other overall thoughts on the album? Or can you wrap your mind around this thing yet? Uh, it's, it's strange because I think when you look at it and you take each part off of the thing and examine it individually, it does feel like... Each specimen doesn't really fit together, but I think right. it is a really nice, cohesive album in a way, too. How, how do you figure that? Like, I think that just listening to it, like, in its entirety, which is what I've done most of the time, yeah. rather than just, like, skipping ahead to songs that I really like, um, it just seems like there's a nice sense of flow, even though the, the tracks dart all over the place, like, in terms of, like, tempo and level of energy and everything, but it just, it feels good, which is probably an inadequate way of saying it, but. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I think something we didn't really hit on too much, and I want to spend more time with it and go through it and read the lyrics one by one, but I remember the last couple albums, you know, we've been on the train of like, this sounds great. Lyrically, it's mm -hmm. kind of distracting at times uh, in mm -hmm. the worst case scenario. Um, you know, for example, like a trash bat-like scenario, may we say. Um, and I think this album, the lyrics did nothing but enhance the music. I mean, throughout mm -hmm. the entire thing. I, I really, really loved it overall. Yeah. So maybe maybe, maybe that would push it above the last couple albums for me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I like it a lot. I, I skimmed a couple of professional reviews, and I think they're a little bit scattered about what the yeah. official take is, but... What the hell do they know? Come on. Exactly. And it's, I was looking at the like YouTube comments too, just out of curiosity. And it's funny, like someone had a great point. They're like, 
every time AFI releases new music, you got these people that crawl out of the 90s and are like, hey, wait a second, this doesn't sound like them. It's like they have not kept up the fact that AFI, every album sounds different. That's just how it is. Yeah, that's how it was 15 years ago, 20 years mm-hmm. ago. And the fact that we're still yeah, having that conversation, like it drives me nuts when I'm looking at like new articles about bodies and it's like, oh boy, AFI sound sure is evolving. It's like, yeah, I know that's the storyline, but maybe I'm just, I'm looking for a more crystallized, uh, mature take on like, yeah, but what mm-hmm. are they doing? Because that's like my favorite fascinating part about AFI is even in interviews for bodies, people are asking Davey about like, how would you define this music? What genre is this? Mm-hmm. And and Davey is just the best uh, in interviews. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. How would you define it? Like he's asking for a help, but like, yeah, what, can you explain what we're doing here? Because we're just doing what we love and mm-hmm. the rest is up to you guys. So we have no idea what this is, but please give us some framing for what we're doing here artistically. Yeah, I hate, I'll, I hate to bring it back to games, so I apologize to everybody yeah, that's like games, but like, it does seem like a lot of their music is just kind of like RPG elements, where it's just like you can mm. identify things from other genres, but it doesn't feel like it's that. Right. You know I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. It's just a series of elements kind of spun through these four guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, let us know um, what you thought about the album. You can follow me on Twitter at Yozetti, Y-O-Z-E-T-T-Y. Jeff Cork, do you want to give out your cool Twitter handle? Oh, yeah, I think I'm G-I Jeff. There it is. But I don't tweet very often. So. You've been doing but a little I, more, I've noticed. Yeah, I try to tweet out like a song that I'm into every Friday. That's oh. my tiny little contribution to the world. That sounds good. Um, I like yeah. your idea of AFI scoring a film. I also would love to to hear that. I think mm-hmm. also listening to this, they are so good at experimenting in so many different directions now. I kind of, maybe the film score would be that, but I want them to have like a mission. I want them to have like somebody come down from the heavens or just one of their musical idols, you know, like a Billy Corgan or, or somebody else mm-hmm. and just say like, all right, AFI, will you collaborate with me? And we're going to make just a pure Western rock album. You know, I just kind hmm. of want that experiment of a focus the next time around. As much as I'm oh, enjoying trying to wrap my mind around, uh, I, I say scattershot, but not in a terrible way, but just kind of hmm. the the kind of interesting hodgepodge musically. I think I would love to see them tackle one mission and really go hmm. for a, a bold new sound. Even if they message that like, this isn't the new AFI, this is just an experiment about making something a little more cohesive. I'm a sucker for like concept albums. Yeah. I would love them to have like their concept album. That's like very deliberate. Like I think they've explored things like thematically on albums, right, you know, but right. I would like a straight story that's being told through their music. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, cool. Thanks so much. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of a fire inside out. I mean, the next episode cork, hopefully fingers crossed. It'll be one about the live performance where they perform some songs from bodies. Yeah, I would love that. And, and in interviews, Davey has talked about how weird it is because they wrote these songs so long ago, sealed them, mm-hmm. and then had sat on them for a year and a half during the pandemic and now have to do press about them. So they already feel like these feel like these old songs for them and they don't even remember oh, writing strange. them. And now it's like, can you imagine going out on tour and be like, okay, let's dive into how we were feeling two and a half years ago emotionally and go. Oh, yeah. It's already antiquated and a really weird one, but this is definitely 
one for the ages for AFI, even just for the release structure of it. It's just such a bizarre saga and, you know, music history and now part of AFI's history is just the release schedule for bodies here. But mm -hmm. uh, really enjoyed it. I was I yep. was worried at times, but uh, like pre-release, but I, I've really, really enjoyed what they put together here. So hats off. And uh, always, as always, thanks to our dear friends at uh, AFI headquarters for sharing a bunch of good AFI stuff. They're a great resource for rounding up interviews with the band. Um, mm -hmm. They also, oh, Cork, you ready for this? What? Ready for this freaking thing? They also shared a podcast that our dear friend Jade was on called Remake Rewind, where it's a podcast where Jade talks about The Thing, which at MinMax, we did the deepest dive on The Thing, uh, where we covered every variation of that story. So I love The Thing. But it's Jade talking about the thing from outer space, the 1951 film. Oh, weird. The one that they're watching in Halloween. Yes, that's its real claim to fame. Yeah, exactly. So I can't wait to listen to that episode of the podcast as somebody who has also talked about the thing from outer space for hours and hours on a podcast. So I'm very much looking forward oh, to that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks. We'll see you next time, maybe for a bonus episode or maybe the, the concert episode. But thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. And yeah. until next time, AF, AF bye. bye.